Hello, welcome back to That's My Jam with me, Jenny Wecker. I'm so excited you guys are here. Uh, this episode will be my very first guest. I'm so excited to have my really good friend Sam on the podcast. Before I introduce her though, I did want to start a little intro segment. I'm still trying to decide the name of it, but basically... I have all these random thoughts throughout the week. They're not very long, but they're usually something that like sticks with me. And so I wanted to be able to share my little weekly thoughts and then dive into the episode. So for this week's uh, weekly thoughts, I've been thinking a ton about parenting advice, um, probably because I just went to Parent Teacher Conference last week. That's a whole other thing. But um, I don't know how often we do courses, we follow accounts, we do all these things for parenting advice. And I just had the thought of like, okay, these people who are giving us all this advice, where are their kids? What are they up to? How are they really in real life? Are they grownups? Like, I don't know why I just all of a sudden was like, how are we taking all this stuff and like, like, oh, this is what we have to do. I don't know. It's That's obviously probably something bigger to unpack, but I just keep thinking about that so often of like, how do we even know this is good advice? Who, like, yeah, I want to I want to talk to this person's kid. Anyway, so that was the first thing I've been thinking about a lot. Another thing, this one's not as um, deep, but uh, Cole is currently changing a bunch of light bulbs in our house and it reminded me how earlier in the week I needed to buy light bulbs for something and how I just like don't understand all the numbers on them. You know, there's like this many lumens or is that even how you say it? Or it's like this and I feel like I always buy the wrong ones or they're the wrong color and I just, just don't really understand why it's so difficult. And you go to like Walmart or something and there's a whole aisle of light bulbs. There's so many kinds. And so, you know, yeah, light bulbs. And then um, I recently re-listened to the book, um, How You Measure Your Life by Clayton Christensen. It's a super good um, book. It's, I don't know, I've been thinking about it, about it a ton. Um, and I actually watched a couple TED Talks from him on YouTube. Um, but one of the main principles of the book is talking about how, you know, mostly like as, as humans, we typically do the things that give us the most instant reward, where if we took the time to invest in things that would give us a bigger payout in the long run, that's obviously better for our lives. And I don't know. It's one of those things that's been on my mind and I've been thinking about it a ton as I go to do things like, is this like a short-term payout or a long-term, you know, I was kind of talking to Cole, my husband about it. And he mentioned like the first thing he said is he's like, well, that's like investing, right? Like, you know, a lot of people, you could put just some money in savings and after 40 years, right, you'd have a hundred K or whatever it is. But if you took that money 
and invested it, you know, you could have a million plus dollars or something. But as people, we want the most immediate return instead of really like investing in the long run. So just something to think about. And um, yeah, maybe uh, an idea that you could do that I thought about is, you know, if you have a drawer or closet or something that's disorganized and it keeps you from getting ahead as far as like every time you go to do laundry and it's like it's so hard to put away because there's not enough space it's like take that time to invest in a long-term solution of cleaning out the closet or cleaning out the drawer so then it can stay clean and it makes it easier to pick up or something that's just a quick little thought I had but thank you for listening to my weekly thoughts um and I want to introduce uh, my first guest, uh, Sam Fairman. She is the owner of Sauce Creative Agency. Fawn's actually a client of hers. Um, she does all of our content and social media and a bunch of other things, but I love her. I've loved getting to know her. And she's really, really brilliant. She's wise beyond beyond her years and is super talented. Um, She's someone, too, who has her hands in a lot of things. She has a podcast called The Social Sauce. Uh, Her and I did an interview a couple weeks ago on there that uh, I really loved. And um, she's just a good person. And I feel super grateful we crossed paths. And this interview was really fun and yeah let's get into it so here is Sam Fairman well Sam thank you so much for being here thanks for having me I'm honored I'm excited we were just saying we both are kind of nervous <laughs> yeah which is so weird I know it's like once you like get put in front of a mic things just get I don't a little know. clammy it, yeah like, my hands it gets are intense <laughs> we were just actually talking about um, how I'm counting down the days of having this baby so I can sleep on my stomach. Oh, yeah. And so, Sam, are you a stomach sleeper or back or side? I'm stomach and side, but I want, I was telling you, I'm like, I want to be a back sleeper because, so we work with Swatrave as well. And I'm now always think like someone told me that if you like lay on your side and you squish your face in your pillow, you're going to get wrinkles. So now that's in my, my thoughts all the time. So every time I go to bed, I'm like wrinkles, wrinkles, wrinkles. <laughs> well, and then that's when you're like, well, that's what you guys are for is to give me the Botox so that's I can true. keep sleeping on my stomach. It's that's true. what I'll tell myself is, you know, I'll have my newborn and I'll just be on my stomach. Like I'll just get the Botox. Get the It'll Botox. Work out. It's the best. Well, truly. I, I'm so excited you're here, but before we like jump in, I why don't you tell us who you are, what you do? You know, I did go over a little bit in the intro, but I would love to just hear from you. Yeah, what you're oh, all about so much. <laughs> um, well, I have to say I am a little nervous because I'm normally on the other side of the interview. It's kind of weird know. being like interviewed, and but and you are my first guest interview. So yeah, we're just breaking the ice here. I it's know. perfect. It's a good, you're a good person for me to do this with. It's very like we, you've interviewed me. Mm-hmm. You're the one producing my podcast. So it's, this definitely feels right. Yes. Amen to that. Well, I guess a little about me. So yeah, we went to high school together, me and Jenny, um, but we didn't run in the same circle. You're no. two years older than me, but I definitely knew who you were. 
Um, and it, yeah, it was really cool to like see you start Fawn. I'm like, everyone was like, Jenny Kinghorn started Fawn. I'm like, oh my gosh, what? So it's been super cool to watch you grow. Um, but yeah, uh, I went to Brighton. I, um, I grew up with a lot of siblings. I'm the fifth. And so I've always had a lot of like try hard energy (laughs) just to like, you know, keep up with everyone, get some attention because there's so many of us. And so, um, I, I was always that girl in like middle school PE that was like actually trying to run fast in like the marathon or like the, the mile run or whatever. Uh, that was me. Yeah. That wasn't me. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be that person. Oh yeah. I wish I was, I wish I was like cool and chill, but like, I feel like I always put on that facade that I was, but I'm just so not like I've always have been a tryhard, And yeah. so um but yeah and then out of high school um I got super into fashion I've always loved it um I went to school for fashion and I was working at a really popular clothing brand for like five years and when I wasn't at school or working I was at shoots and I was you know doing creative direction I was styling I was modeling I was it was and this was like when Instagram started blowing up so Mm -hmm. like 2013 14 15 and so it like it was kind of weird to like meet with people from the internet that you didn't know to yeah. go shoot in like the canyons where no one can find you. So, um, but I didn't think, I mean, I didn't think twice about it, I guess. And so I was shooting all the time and, um, yeah, I, I guess long story short, I, I've started two businesses until sauce before sauce, I guess, okay. which is my current business. Um, I started a clothing boutique online um, and failed miserably. Um, Lots of lessons learned there. And then from there, I started a vintage company. A lot of lessons learned there too. And it's kind of weird because I, you know, was so in the fashion industry for so long and I thought that was my path. But meanwhile, while I was in the fashion industry, I was always involved with social media. It was just like... No matter where I went, like if I had like a job or, you know, friends of family, whatever, like there, I always got pinned as like the social media girl. Yeah. And so it's kind of funny because now like that's what we do at Sauce. We are a social media marketing company. We do creative direction and it was so in my face the whole time. But the whole time I was looking at fashion, I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to do. When meanwhile, like I was like definitely meant to do creative direction. I love that you mentioned that because... I think a lot of times we have, you know, hobbies or passions and we think in order to have a job in that, those industries, it has to be X, you know, or it has to look like something. Cause I know for me growing up, you know, loving to sew and design, I thought the only option was to be like a runway fashion designer. I didn't know that it's like, no, you can design products, you know, you can own a consumer product company and you're still a fashion designer, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's just, yeah, maybe not in the runway, you know? So I love that you mentioned that of like, you're actually still so involved in fashion, but it just doesn't maybe look how you always thought. Oh, 100%. Like I always thought I'd be a designer or a stylist and in a, in a way I am a stylist, I guess with the shoots, but It's just if I finally like after getting kicked in the face so many times by trying to like fit in a box or fit in X, it was like, 
oh, like this is actually what I'm good at is like the overall concept, getting it done, getting it organized, like making sure we're getting the correct shots, like all of those things instead of like, no, I have to be the full creative in this way. Or even like, because I love fashion, I have to own a fashion clothing brand Uh or it's like, there's so much within that industry that you can do that you're still catering to that. Oh yeah. Well, and I think so many people do that. They think like, what's next step, right? Like how you mentioned like, okay, like the only option for me is runway designer. And like, for me, I felt like the only option was start a boutique, mm-hmm. which was so, it's funny now. Cause I look back, I'm like, that was so not me. Like, yeah, I'm not like, it just was so like such a wrong fit from the start, but yeah. live and learn. Yeah. And now, you, you know, yeah. Now you're super successful with sauce and fawn is actually a client of yours. We've, oh, yeah. we've been working together all year and I, have nothing but good to say about Sam and Sauce. They've completely transformed Fawn's brand. And I'm just like so pleased with all the work you guys have been doing. And it makes me get excited and invigorated again. And so, you know, I I know I'm stoked. Um, but I wanted to kind of talk. Well, first, actually, I want to give you a plug, too, because Sauce has a podcast. We do. Yeah. Um. And we actually did an mm-hmm. interview together on that a couple weeks ago. You guys should definitely go listen to it. It's, I actually listened back to it and I was like, that was a really good conversation really we good. had. I, yeah. I really enjoyed that episode. And actually even my mom called me and was like, I really loved that podcast you did with Sauce. Like, and so you guys should all listen. But what I love about um, Sauce and Sam's podcast is they focus obviously a lot on marketing and business and mental health around it, which I'm super passionate about as well. But I like that they're such a good resource for the business owner where this podcast, you know, I do want to talk business, but I also, you know, like to talk real life motherhood and just kind of all over the place. But with my interview with you, I really wanted to like maybe get a little personal, get to know Sam um, because I've loved getting to know you uh, this year. And yeah, I just like, I'm curious for, especially when I meet really creative people, I just like want to know how they tick. Cause yeah. I'm just fascinated by people who like, there's just people who have it and people who mm-hmm. don't. And you are someone to me who just has it. And I well, just want to see into your brain. <laughs> that sounded really creepy. See into no, your brain. I love it. Um, I know you, you touched on, uh, your ambitious mile running in PE. (laughs) But I did want to like, what were you like as a kid? Like what, what were you into? What, you know, you said you were the fifth of six, six kids. I mean, yeah. So I'm just like, who like little Sam, tell me about little Sam, little Sam. She, so, okay. When I was a kid, I was totally the one that was like, I wanted to be a singer, a dancer. I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to do anything like performing wise. And I was like always putting on like shows for my family. My poor siblings had to put up with me being like, here's a ticket to my show. Please be there at 7 p.m. sharp. I'm putting on a magic show. Um, But yeah, so I loved all of that. I was always um, really into sewing actually, similar to you. Um, My mom got me this like, it looked like this like vintage sewing machine. It was like this like mint green. It was so cute. And I would make like doll clothes for my American girl dolls. And like, 
I I really have always loved like dressing myself. I remember the first like this is kind of sad. This was like the first time I really like got to dress myself was I put together in second grade like this weird outfit. It was like I was wearing tights and these like weird Velcro shoes and like this like Halloween shirt. And I just thought I was I had made it. So um, always loved that. I always was into scary stuff. I love Halloween. I still do. Same, dude. It's Ugh. the best. I love Halloween so much. Yeah. It's spooky. It's fun. Like, to me, like, that's the adrenaline rush that I like. I don't like to jump off cliffs or anything yeah. like that. Like, I'm like, give me a good scary movie and, like, make me jump. And I'm like, it's just You're like a content. roller coaster You're, for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I know there's a whole thing about, you know, being a basic fall Halloween gal. I'm like, I'm, I that's don't care. Me. Yeah. Like, I don't even care. It's the I best holiday ever. Own that. Yes. I'm so, I feel very validated right now. 100%. Yes. So yeah, always loved Halloween. Um, I always loved music. My mom loved like country music growing up and I hated it. <laughs> like I remember hearing Coldplay for the first time and I literally felt like I went into another universe. <laughs> like clocks. Are we kidding? Oh. Like it was just like next level. So I always loved music. I, my sister was really into like more like alternative stuff so I would just pull from her you know at the time CDs yeah and so I grew up just like always had my headphones on and would zone out like that's what I was doing so um but at the same time yes lots of try hard energy um (laughs) I I think it was because I was the fifth of six kids you have to prove yourself yeah and like my family they were all like athletes too they were all really big into soccer and that like I never like got into like music classes or like the dance classes that I wanted to do I was always put in at soccer practice yeah and I hated it it was just like not who I was and my siblings were so good at it and so like we like our family had a reputation of being good at soccer yeah and then I would come onto the team and they're like who is like your what your last name's what like yeah and you're doing this and so it was just I was such a fish out of water for a long time and then Yeah, I got into high school and I finally was like, I'm done with this. And I loved like tumbling. I Mm -hmm. took tumbling with my friends like in and out of, you know, elementary school. And so to like join cheer in high school was like, okay, I like having my friends here and I like, you know, tumbling and like having like a hard trick to have to learn and like figure it out, you know? So yeah, I guess that's little Sam. Yeah, I love it. I know. That's, that's how I knew you as a cheerleader because my best friend. Um, she was a cheerleader, Eden. Yes. You know, love obviously. Eden. And, um, that's how I always knew. I was like, oh yeah, Sam's one of the cheerleaders. I know Sam. Which is like so weird. Cause I feel like I wasn't like cheerleader, cheerleader. No, like when I tell you people definitely that, I'm weren't, like, but that's like always how I was like, oh, I know who that is. Cause I, cause you were good friends with Eden on, on cheer. Um, but yeah, I loved hearing that. I, I definitely feel similar in a lot of ways. Like I was definitely doing the performances, Oh yeah. Making all the cousins do the thing. So I I very much relate to that. And actually even my six year old that is her. And yes. it's it's a whole new level of cringy watching like oh, your yeah. child doing that and you're just like, Oh That was me too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like and it's it's funny because I've let her pretty much dress herself since day one and I mean I, I always snap a pic because they are just something else that her outfits. But the thing I always ask her is, 
you know, when she comes to be like, mom, do you like my outfit? And I always ask her, how do you feel? In your yeah, outfit? I love that. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, doesn't, shouldn't matter what anybody else thinks. And yeah. she's always like, oh, I love it. I'm like, that's all and that that's, matters. Yeah. You're winning. Yeah. Um, do you have a morning routine? I do. Ooh, I would love to hear it. What's your morning routine? Um, well, I'm usually a lot more strict. I was actually telling my husband, Elias, I'm like, I need to get back into this. Cause it is like such a grounding thing, but I literally first things first, I go and wash my face. I have like, again, working with Swatch of A, I have a full blown skincare routine it's and amazing. it's obnoxious and excessive, but it's, it makes me happy. Yeah. You know? And so I do, you know, my skincare, but my I also do, this is like so weird and random, but I, I will do a two minute plank every morning. <laughs> I kid you not. I, I don't know what it is. It like wakes me up and like, I don't have time to go to the gym all the, like every day. Yeah. And so it like feels like I kind of worked out. So do you like out. get out of bed and get in a plank? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I turn on a podcast. So I'm like not thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, two, two minutes can be a while, you know? And so I turn on a podcast. I do my two minute plank. Um, and it just like, I don't know why it just like feels like I'm putting things back in place. Yeah. It's weird. I'm going to have to try that. Obviously not pregnant. I yeah. When you're done. could not do a plank right now. Please don't. Yeah. Yes, definitely not. Okay. That's amazing. So you do your plank, you do your skincare. I do my skincare. And then normally, which is, this is like where I'm kind of slacking off is I will sit in front of a red light, uh, oh, yeah. infrared or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, for like 10 minutes and I'll just kind of like catch up on like emails or whatever. It's just like super quick. Um, and it sounds like witchy woo. Like, so Eli, my husband's really into to health and he did yeah. a bunch of research into this and it really does like change your, your energy levels on like a cellular level. Cool. Yeah. So I notice like when I'm doing it, I do have a lot more energy, mm. even though it's like the most extra thing ever, but I, I really do notice a difference. And to me, it's like so worth it. So this sound, this sounds like a dumb question, but like, what does the how is the light like is it like an actual like is it a panel what is yeah like? it's like this like it's like a long panel we just hang it on the back of our bathroom door okay and then like I just kind of twist it so it's facing me I just like sit on the edge of the tub so okay. it's like comfortable yeah. but Eli will do this big contraption where he like is in the bathtub and it's like hanging over him I don't know you're like it's I a whole thing time for that so yeah. and how long do you do it for 10 minutes okay yeah do you have all the other lights off no, I still have the other ones on, but then like, yeah, I'm just right huh. in front of the red. I know. I've been, I've been seeing a ton of stuff with red light therapy, especially for like skin, mm-hmm. but I didn't know anything about it from like an energy perspective. Oh yeah. It's I such a game changer. That's cool. Yeah. So that's my extra routine, but yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask like a follow-up question to like morning routine is what, because I'm always curious because I know mine, like what are things that get you out of that routine? Because I'm so curious about people who it's like we know the things that serve us best and help us put our best foot forward so I'm always curious what are the things that just like derail those and get in the way that's such a good question I so for me I I'm such a stickler on like weeknights like I do not hang out with friends on weeknights they know like my friends know like if they want to do something on a Wednesday I won't be there like it's just like and Eli is the same way like we just go into work mode Mm -hmm. and during the week and so I really try to you know go to bed early 
But what derails me is if I do go out late or if I am staying up late, like last night, me and Eli, so we started watching Harry Potter because it's Halloween. Yeah, that's what you do. We did the same thing this week. Yes. It's amazing. It's on HBO Max. There's all the movies. So we started, we watched the fourth one last night and like, of course, I'm like going to finish it. And so it's like when I do stuff like that, when I'm like up late at night and I'm not, I guess I have like kind of a night routine as well and I don't unwind the correct way, then I sleep longer and then I'm rushed. Um, and also just having the mindset too, like, I feel like creating the habit and getting in the rhythm is super important. And like, when you get off course, try to get back on the next day. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it, be- it becomes like a snowball effect where it's way harder to get back on. I, I think that's really good advice. I know something that I've tried to do is get over this, like, oh, I got to wait till Monday. Like, yeah. where did that come from? That is so embedded in us as people that it's like, well, I'll start that exercise thing on Monday where it's like, why not just do it? It's Thursday. Who cares? Do it today. Like, yeah. I don't know why we get like that. So I'd like to hear that that's, you know, we were like, yeah, just get back to what you were doing. Do it tomorrow. Who cares? Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's easy to like spiral to and get so mad. You're like, oh, like it's Tuesday and I messed up and I have to wait all the way till Monday. Yeah. And it's like, no matter like what habit you're trying to like fix or create or whatever, it's like literally just do it like do better the next day that's literally my motto is like just do better next time yeah and it doesn't have to be Monday well it's I heard a really interesting thing about motivation that you actually when you have a thought of something to that you want to do you have five seconds to actually act on that for the Mm. motivation to be effective so it's like there's ways you can hack that, right, of like you get the thought and then count to five. So then you know you got to get up and do that. But it makes it really interesting to realize like how, yeah, like I think even like saying like, let's wait till Monday. It's like think how far now that motivation gone, gone, yeah, it's where totally gone. you might have a better chance of like, yeah, let's let's try it tomorrow. Like, you, <laughs> yes, it's less than five seconds or it's more than five seconds, but it's like you might have a better chance than Monday rolls around. You might not do it then. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's, that's, well, and that actually jumps into, so you said, you know, you don't really do stuff during the week. Um, What's your ideal, like, what does your ideal weekend look like? Weekend plans. Weekend plans. Because you're living for the weekend if you're not doing stuff during the week. Uh, Literally. Well, I just officially started taking Fridays off and it's been the best thing I've ever done. You definitely needed to do that. Yes. It's so nice. Now me and Eli, my husband on Fridays, we've been like, like running errands together which sounds so dumb but it's like we go to the grocery store together then we'll grab lunch and then we'll go like shopping or whatever and so to me like that's like such good quality time because we're both like super into it um but if I I had to choose like an ideal weekend plan like it's going away somewhere like we love to do like a park city weekend or you know just something quick like I love that or if we are home like I like to just have that day of errands and then Saturday Sunday we're chilling we're taking hank on a walk going for a run or whatever and then at night like we are entertainers <laughs> like we love having people yeah. over um eli's really good at you know cooking and so having like people over to cook for is like that's just so fun for us yeah i love th- i love that i want to come to one of your uh yes nights the family cook- dinner yeah your family dinners come. you're telling me about that i'm like that sounds right up my alley um, well, speaking of Eli, this, hopefully this isn't too personal of a question, but oh, no. I'm always really curious, like with people's relationships, you know, what, 
I, I, I don't want to be like, what's your number one relationship yeah. advice? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, you know, what's something maybe that you've learned that has just really helped your relationship with Eli? And I also love, like, you guys are high school sweethearts. Technically, do you yes. Technic- I was going to say, do you classify it as that? I would love you to give, yeah. like, a little bit of your guys' story. Oh, my gosh. And, yes. what, and that, like, what was that TikTok you posted the other day that was, like, about? Oh, yeah. It's, like, going off the trend where it's, like, <laughs> yeah, like, my boyfriend said we would have, like, hung out in high school. This was him in high school. This was bringing And it's always, like, this dorky photo yeah. of the girl. And it's, like... It's funny, and I just decided to jump on the trend. Um, it popped up for me, like, just scrolling, and I loved it. Because, yeah, it's like the trend is supposed to kind of almost be, yeah, like, the dorky. It's usually the girl is dorky, yeah. and then the guy is, like, you know. Super hot. Super hot, yeah. or, like, you know, there's obviously an age gap. But I loved yours because it was, like, then it showed you guys together. Yeah. Because you were, like, together in high school, and it was just super, like, I was like, oh, man, that's giving me all the feels. I loved it. I know making it I was like wait we're actually kind of cute <laughs> yeah we were cute we weren't dorky yeah but, so yeah tell us a little about you and Eli and then what your advice advice yeah okay well so we were high school sweethearts we dated for three years in high school and it was an absolute train wreck <laughs> we were horrible together <laughs> it was I mean typical like first relationship and like he was the guy that just I mean like he was on the football team, lacrosse team, like SBO. Like he was just very social and like people knew who he was. And I mean, I'm a high school girl. I'm very insecure. And so like anytime he looked in any direction, like, do you not like me anymore? Like, (laughs) and so we just, it was just butting heads for three years and we were just immature. And so finally our freshman year of college at the end of freshman year, we broke up and hated each other. It was just like, there was just so much bad blood, like so much had happened that it was like, we will never be yeah, friends. Yeah, there was no other way. No. And like, so we took like a clean break and then we would actually randomly run into each other at like the bars or like whatever. And like, we kind of talk for a second and then he would like be like, no, we're not doing this. Like yeah. it was like too, yeah, which too I'm close glad to he home. Did. We're not doing that. Yes. And so I'm so glad he did that, but So yeah, five years of hating each other. And then we went to a music festival. Um, Bonanza, it's no longer. But it was this year, it was so fun. Like that year was, I mean, clearly it was the best weekend of my life. But um, we we ended up staying in the same cabin, which I didn't know we would do that. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't know he was going to be there. Um, I had gotten the tickets for me and my friend and my friend was in charge of like finding us a place to stay. And so we ended up in the same cabin and stars aligned. The My stars goodness. aligned. Yeah. We literally have that. spent like every day together since. So. Yeah. And then here you are. And how many years have you been married? Just one. Oh, yeah. one year. Oh yeah. Just barely. Yeah. Well now, wh- what month did you get married? August. August. Yeah. yeah we that's were a right. COVID wedding. Yeah. That's right. Oh, and your wedding looked amazing. And like you had a whole wedding dress saga that I. Oh my gosh. Just ate up. Don't you have it as a highlight? Do you have it as a highlight on your. I have it. I should have it as a highlight. I have it in a post. Okay. You can see all the dress options, but like, I guess long story short, I had ordered this dress from the Ukraine off like, uh, Etsy oh yeah because I want I'm like I want to go the sustainable route and like and it was super cheap it was like $90 like and it was exactly what I wanted and so the wedding's getting closer and we planned it granted like in like two months because Mm -hmm. 
I thought we were going to get married in like five years. And then my husband decided he wanted to join the military, which is a whole other story. <laughs> and so it got pushed real, like way up. And so anyway, it's like three weeks before the wedding and the dress is stuck in customs in the Ukraine. Oh. And I'm like, and it's COVID. So everything's getting delayed. So I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Um, I finally just order a bunch of dresses off ASOS. I'm like, I just have to have options, whatever. And the week of the wedding, my dress actually makes it. Okay. And so, and I still love it. It's still the one and I have to get it altered. And the night, so the night before the wedding, I go to pick up my altered dress and it was botched, (gasps) like completely botched. And I was, I mean, I was weirdly calm about it. And I remember that because you were like showing it in real time happening on Instagram. And I remember being like, she's so zen. Like I would be losing my mind. Oh, And yeah. you just, yeah, you just were like, well, I just remember <laughs> that. You're like, so my dress is botched. Yeah, it's botched. And it's I no get longer. married tomorrow. <laughs> yep. So, and honestly, like I look back because I still had my options from ASOS. And then my sweet friend, do you know India Earl? Yeah. So, well, I know of her, I should say. Yeah, she's so cute. She like saw my story and she's like, hey, I have a dress if you want to like use it, oh, like just gem. in case. And so I ended up picking that up just in case, like, you know, that was the one. And so it was like, yeah, 30 minutes before I walked down the aisle, I <laughs> didn't know what I was wearing until then. And so, but it actually ended up being perfect, like thinking like how I am. I like even like packing for trips, I never want to wear what I thought I was going to wear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I like need the option. So like when I look at it in the grand scheme of things, like having that be like the situation was perfect. Yeah. You're like, this is me. Yeah. Like I would have hated. I can't the dress. remember what dress did you end up picking? It was my third choice or no, it was my last choice. It was your last choice. And it was the, it was this like boho, like really like was it sparkly. The ASOS? Was it from ASOS? It was from ASOS. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I yeah. It looked amazing. And the photos of it, like insane so good it was meant to be yeah you guys gotta you gotta go look at her instagram but yeah i just feel like all of us were just watching and like holding our breath for sam of like what's gonna happen with the wedding dress so i was i was hooked i was hooked i was so bad i loved it um but yeah so what's what's something you've learned from being married yes or even just you've had quite the journey with him you've had quite the journey Um, I feel like the biggest thing for us that we've learned is just to let each other like be ourselves. So like, he's a really outdoorsy guy, loves like shooting guns and camping Camping. and it was just dirt. Yeah. And I am a city girl to the (laughs) core and I, I want nothing to do with that. And at first we like, we're trying to like, you know, do the, like our favorite things together. I also love like music festivals. Mm -hmm. He's like. That sounds like 21 year old to me. I'm like, I'm still here. Yeah. (laughs) I still love it. And so um, for us, it's just like a matter of like letting us do our own thing and like live our lives. And it doesn't, we don't have to do everything together. And it's almost like we do better that way. Like he'll go out and hang out with his friends or like go camping. And then he has stories to come tell me. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go out for a weekend, go to a concert and I have stories to tell him. And, um, I think like not trying to like change each other. I think that's where we were at in high school was like we wanted different things out of life and we were trying to get the other to fit the mold and it just wasn't happening. And now it's like instead of trying to like all the same things, it's like 
let's keep loving what we do. And like, that's why we fell in love with each other is because we were these individual people. Like let's stay these individual people and come together when it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in life still, but you still have your own thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm so obsessed with that. I, c- I completely agree. And I think it's funny because there's almost like you think that like, oh, if you're not going and doing everything with your significant other, that that's something wrong or you should have everything in common. Like you hear all those things where it's like, obviously, yes, you want some common ground, but like allowing your significant other to like do things that they love and bring them joy and passion. And then in return, they do that for you. And then you Mm -hmm. get to come together and like share that is so awesome. And I'm, I love to hear that that's like what got you guys back together really is just learning to embrace each other for who you are. Totally. I love that so much. That really, really resonates with me. Um, so the hopefully this question, I like hesitated <laughs> whether to ask oh, no. it, but um, do you have anything right now that you feel like you're struggling with? Ooh, Like, I know that's probably like a very broad, but you know, I don't know if there's something that you're just like, man, like this is like a hurdle I cannot seem to get over or I don't know. Yeah, actually. So, I mean, it's something I, I kind of always struggle with, I feel like. Um, I have really bad anxiety and I feel like, a, like most people these days, I feel like have anxiety. All millennials. I'm like, yeah. what was injected in us when we were born? Cause Truly. I feel like we all just, we, we all struggle. I, but it's, I mean, it's nice to know, right. We're not alone, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, sorry to cut you off there, but no, like it's like such a thing. And I almost feel like a broken record saying, yeah, I have anxiety. Yeah. Like everyone. <laughs> no, I feel the <laughs> same. Does. Like. Let's talk about mental health again. Yeah, but, but it it needs to be talked, to be about, talked about. And it is the reality. And I think like for me, I just get really in my head of like, I, it's actually something I've been working out with my therapist. I did, I met, like talking about how I was a try hard when I was a kid. That's mm-hmm. something that I actually just barely came to terms with. Whereas I always thought I was like this chill, easygoing, like go with the flow kind yeah. of girl. But I am always in competition with myself mm-hmm. and like, which sounds healthy, but it's not like I get really in my head of like, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. And I even think back on like, with like, you know, friendships that have gone down the drain part, like business partnerships that have gone down the drain. I just take on all of the blame and I let people just go scotch free mm-hmm. and I'm taking on so much and so much. And it's something that I, you know, I'm, I feel like I'll like get my footing in it and I finally thought I did for a while and then like the past month or so it's just I get in my head and I get so like I'm replaying these things all mm-hmm. over again and like then I you know from what happened in the past I start thinking that's happening in the future I'm like oh like history is about to repeat itself and like just getting like in my own way yeah when it's I'm really just making these things up in my mind like it's just my anxiety jumping in and something that I've been trying to really implement is just like, so like, I think, I think I read this probably on Instagram, let's be honest, but it was like, your intuition is a statement, like your anxiety is a question. Mm. And so taking a step back and being like, okay, is this a question or is this like a statement? And that's actually been really helpful. I think it's still hard. Like when you're in that like anxiety spiral to like really diversify because anxiety, you can rationalize anything to be like, the end of the world right you're like yeah. 
like when I'll, I'll talk to Eli about it, I'm like, this is what's going on. And he's like, oh, like, well, then just do this, this and this. I'm like, but then this could happen. Yeah. And he's like, that is so not logical. <laughs> I, I feel like that is Cole and I to a T. Yeah. Him, like, where does this even come from? No. Like, what? And I'm just like, that's just how I'm wired. It's just yeah. like that. Well, and something that you've talked to me about before, and we might have touched on it in our interview that we did on your podcast about how you struggled for a long time with like trusting your intuition Mm -hmm. because of your anxiety, right? Of like, is this, because I can't remember the story because didn't you say you you were, you were dating someone or you had a friend who was like very, very, like he was very philosophical. Mm, That's right. And he, it totally threw, because I was, you know, 22 or 23 and he was like 30 something. Like he was a lot older than me. And so of course I'm like, he knows everything. He's way older than me. And so, but he was, I mean, he's a great guy. Like this is my own stuff. But um, (laughs) he had, I was talking, we were talking about intuition and anxiety. And he's like, how do you know the difference between the two? Like, don't you think intuition might just be anxiety all the time? And it tripped me up so bad. I literally, like, I thought everything, like, whereas before I thought I had a connection to, like, my spirituality, mm-hmm. my intuition, my gut, and that's how I was making decisions. And it was going really well. And then from having that, and I started questioning every little detail. And I kind of disconnected from that spirituality and kept only thinking logical. This, like, this isn't an intu- like, this is just anxiety. This is not intuition. I'm not going to listen to it. And it took me down such a rough yeah road so yeah like so now you know you're in this spot where it's like you still know you have you know anxiety you're working through but what I love that you mentioned because this is something I think that maybe people don't necessarily talk about with therapy but it's something that I have really loved as well is you realize how deep-rooted your anxieties and behaviors are from when you were a kid even people who have magical childhoods who like you know loving homes like totally you know but there's still things that like are so deep rooted that you just had no idea but then they're making it flare now as an adult and you're like why am I so anxious like what do I have to be anxious about so that's like I mean like that's like a total plug like for therapy that's really one of the things I think people don't realize that you actually do in therapy is you learn about behaviors of yourself from when you were a kid that are you know, manifesting as adults. Oh, 100%. So what do you, you know, so you're doing therapy for that. Is there any other things that you feel like are helping you, you know, stay on top of anxiety and not letting it take over? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, this is the most annoying answer, but like um, diet and exercise are huge for me. I lose my mind when I'm like eating tons of sugar and not like moving my body. There's something to be said, like, a lot of my anxiety comes at night mm-hmm. and I won't sleep. I'll just stay up all night, like yeah. thinking the worst of the worst. I'll go down the worst rabbit holes and I cannot sleep. And so when I work out at night, it exhausts me. So I have, like, I just fall asleep. Whereas if I'm, if I have all that energy built up, it, it's stuck and that's where my anxiety comes from. So that really helps me. And also just like taking to, I almost call it like a safety net. Like I, I had this photo album it was originally a photo album on my phone, but now it's like an Instagram like album mm. where I will screenshot, 
you know, nice messages people have sent me oh. or like, you know, people like believe, like saying that they believe in me or they, they're so proud of me or, you know, maybe I made a shoot better, like something like that. Whereas when I'm in those dark moments where I'm like, I'm the worst, I can't figure this out. Like all of these things, it's like, I can go back to, you know, either the photo album of the screenshots or the Instagram album of like quotes. And I, I look at them and I can be like, okay, no, we have done good here. Like, you can keep going like you're this is anxiety that's such a good idea I have never thought about that but I like I felt myself just light up of like that's such a good idea when you're in those moments of self-doubt to actually have the evidence gathered of like no I I got this like I'm good at what I do and I'm a good person and all these things that's that is such a good such a good idea Yeah. Everyone should do it, honestly. Cause like, especially if you're like, if you like evidence, like that's how I am. I'm very much like, I need like the proof. Mm -hmm. Where's the proof? Where are the numbers? Like, even though I am a creative, I do, I need the evidence. And like, that's your evidence. Well, and it's even taking it like a step further, even it's, it's way more personal and specific to you. Cause I know in my business journey, it's like anyone could look at me and be like, well, how can you even feel that way? Look at yeah, look at totally. It. Yeah. Look at, you know, and it's just like, it's kind of abstract though. It's hard to like, I don't need, like I'm at a loss for words really. Like it's hard to explain that. But then when you have these actual tangible messages that someone sent to you or, you know, or a quote or whatever it is that it's like, that is so specific to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's super powerful. I love that. Um, going off of that, I know like for me and my mental health, self-care is such a big part of that what you know I know you talked about your morning routine and some of those things involve some self-care but what are yeah what does self-care look like to you I think just like setting you know again I'll I'll say the most cliche thing and then I'll explain (laughs) but like setting boundaries is has been a really big thing for me um I like for example taking Fridays off Like I have so many, you know, so many times I have, you know, potential clients or people that are wanting to set up a meeting on a Friday. And I used to keep saying yes. I was like, okay, like I could just fit in another meeting. I could do this. And once I finally was like, no, this is a clear day. Like this is like me and Eli day, you know, like Mm -hmm. this is where we get stuff done. That's like my favorite day. I'm not going to do that. And so having that be like a clear, like that's my day. I don't take anything on that day it has been super helpful. And like the same goes for like, okay, my, how I don't go out like during the week, you know, the weeknights I am in work mode weekdays, like work mode, work mode. And my, I had to set a clear boundary with my friends of like, I have like a particular group of friends. They hang out all the time. It's so great. But I finally had to be like, I hate having to say no to you guys all the time. Like, it's really not you. Like, this is just a boundary for myself that makes me perform better. And like, I can't come. And they, And like, they took it really well. It was like, oh no, yeah, we know you. That makes sense. And so just like making, instead of just like compromising to fit to everyone else's needs, like make sure you're taking care of your own needs. And like, for me, it was, I need to go to bed early during the week and I want Fridays off. Yeah. And like, those are just things right now that like have been really helpful. And like that time to just, you know, take care of myself, like be alone sometimes is just so, so crucial. I, yeah, that's so great. The thing that I kept thinking is I think we forget that self-care is so much just showing up for yourself where Mm -hmm. it's like, we think like, 
you know, take a bath, go get a massage. All, you know what? All those are good things. But really, like, true self-care is when you, like, don't break a promise to yourself and you prioritize yourself, you yes. know? And I think that, like, saying, like, that Friday thing, like, that's your and Eli's time. That's your day. So by scheduling things on that day, you are not showing up for you, mm-hmm. you know? By going out on a weekday when you know that doesn't serve you, you're not showing up for you. So I love that of, like... I don't think people talk about self-care is a lot of boundaries, you know, it's so Mm -hmm. that you can show up for you. Totally. And I think going off of that too, like other, like respecting other people's boundaries and not taking it personally. Like I've had a lot of people that have, you know, made their own boundaries, even with me. And at first you're like, oh, did I do something wrong? Am I annoying? Like, but it's not about you. Like it's never like, so like, I think that also if you are someone that someone's setting boundaries with, it's not really like about you. It's literally them just trying to take take care of themselves. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I think what I love about where we're going as a society is we're getting more accepting of not having to make excuses, you know, or having to be like, I'm sorry, I can't come because X, Y, and Z. Instead, it's just like, Hey, thanks so much for the invite. Yeah. I won't be there. I won't be there, you know? So I think that that's such a good a good route that we're going as a society. Thank goodness. Um, I love all of that. This is, this is probably something I want to know the most is where, where do you find inspiration? Like what inspires you or when you're feeling like you are kind of in a rut, where do you go? What do you do? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I would say for me, like, I love to sit like, okay, one, I love, okay, this is going to sound really dumb. (laughs) The type of music I love is like EDM music. Like I love just getting lost in that. And so I think just turning to music and because a lot of the time I'll like fill my days with podcasts because I'm like, I want to learn more. I want to do better. And like, and that's great. But sometimes just turning back to music, getting my headphones in and just listening to music and like not doing anything else or like driving around listening to music really helps me to like ground myself and remember like yeah like what I'm doing and like I don't know so that's really helpful for me um I think just getting alone like being alone is huge I think it's so easy to get caught up with like okay meeting up with friends or I'm with my husband or whatever it's like I love going down to like the coffee shop that's under my apartment and just sitting there to and like enjoying like an avocado toast by myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like being alone. Re- and like, if I feel like I'm being bogged down by so much, like asking myself those questions as to like, why are you, why are you feeling this way? What are the things you actually want to be doing? Are you doing those things? And just like having that like mental check-in is huge. Um, but as far as like, I guess, creatively, like things that inspire me are not like I was actually talking to Bella, my assistant, about mm-hmm. this because we were doing the Halloween costume or oh, costume yeah. contest for Fawn. And we we're like, these costumes are so genius. The ones that you guys had done. And like, I was like, my brain, like, even though I love Halloween, I don't think that way. Like, yeah. I don't think in like a avant-garde shooting kind of style. I think like I will get inspired by an outfit that I see a grandpa wearing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I like it's like those little things in life that like are those small things that it's like, Oh, like it's a lifestyle thing that I see instead of like, Oh, I can, I can envision this amazing costume that you're like a court gesture and you were going to do it this way and like add these sparkles. Like, I don't think that way. I wish I did. I think that's way rad. 
I like will literally see like a random person on the street and I'm like, oh, I really liked those loafers. I feel like that could be cool in this way, mm-hmm. you know? I love that. I did not know that. That's really interesting. Because I always, I always assumed you're probably more of the other way of how yeah. you think about things. And so that's super interesting. Um, I only have a couple more questions and then we'll, you know, wrap this bad boy up. But um, what, well, I guess let me give a little bit of context for this question. So I feel like something in my adult life that I've noticed is really important to me is to feel understood by the people around me that matter. You know, so it's not necessarily that they have to agree with me, but I just want them to just like understand where I'm coming from. So my question is like, what, like, what kind of misconception do you feel like people maybe have about you or something that you're like, I wish they would understand this about me better. Mm. Oh, that's such a good question. I I know it's kind of a heavy one to like really, you know, you know, kind of takes a minute, but. No, I'm glad you asked that. I think like that's like such a good question for people to. Yeah, that's really good. Um, For me, I mean, there's a lot of things. I think. I guess going like to my past, like with my past, like failed businesses, I, you know, I actually had a situation with my first one where my, you know, business partner, my ex business partner, like her and her friends took to Instagram and like, quote unquote, canceled me and yeah. just like ripped me to shreds for all of these things that had happened but I had viewed it in a different way Mm -hmm. and that's just like one example of like so for me like owning my business and you know I've always had like an entrepreneurial mind like that's what I've wanted my whole life but like for me it's not just for like monetary gain you know like I I make decisions and I do my best based off of like, how can I help other people? Mm-hmm. And like, that's, and I know people say that all the time, but like, I truly, when I think about like why I do the things that I do, it's like to make people like t- to make people see their potential mm-hmm. and to like give people opportunity. And I think like, for example, my failed businesses, like I had made mistakes, but it came from a place of like, I thought I was giving opportunity. I thought I was helping these people out and in reality they perceived it so different which is totally fair too um and so I think like at the end of the day like when I make decisions you know for the most part it's like I'm trying to help like help people see their potential Mm -hmm. even if it seems like I'm doing it in a weird way yeah you know yeah I love that I can attest that I definitely feel like you're that way especially working with you I don't, I haven't had one idea that you're like, yeah, I don't think we can, it's always like, yeah, let's make it happen. And even with the podcast, you know, I had talked about it, but then I was very quickly like, I'm ready to pull the trigger. And you're like, let's do it. And I was a little hesitant because I'm like, well, you know, should we take a month? Should we, you know, it's like, no, if you want it, let's make it happen. And I think that's genuinely how you are and why you're successful. And I think why to your team loves you and gravitates towards you is because I think it's it's very apparent that you do care a lot about people so I'm I'm glad that you shared that um well my last question and this is the most important question of all the questions um if you didn't know this about me I love doing karaoke it's something within the last two years that I've learned to just love there's nothing like going to a karaoke place, 
somewhere you've never been in a city you've never been that you'll never go again and just going up there and singing a song yes. and I'm a terrible singer it's not yeah. like like it's horrible but I just <laughs> I don't know what it is that I just love that energy so what is your go-to karaoke song I feel like I mean this is something that I grew up with um but I love uh ain't no mountain high enough <laughs> That's, I, a, that's kind of a hard one it's a good one like i love it i will sing both parts like i'm like that tiktok so i'm like i i will be playing all of the parts <laughs> like, i love it my family like we grew up with it that's something that like me and my sisters and my mom have like always took to so that's a great choice also because i so like i'm telling you i really like karaoke so i have a list you know on my phone of karaoke songs and you know, I have them in different like groups for which sort of settings. And like that to me is a crowd pleaser. So that's yes. like, that's a great choice. Like that's to anyone. Like you go to a karaoke place, you want to pick a song that everyone will know. Cause then when you get into the chorus and everyone's singing along, sing there's with nothing you. like it. The energy is just, it's what keeps me going back. So I, I, I love, love that. It. I approve. Thank you. I approve. I passed the test. Well, Sam, thank you so much for your time today. I love just getting to know you on this um, deeper level. And I'm sure other people who follow you and follow Sauce will love to just hear a little bit more how you tick. But how can we find you? I know you've got a lot of different platforms you're on all over yeah you're on everything (laughs) yeah well first of all thanks for having me I'm honestly so honored I you know obviously have my podcast and I interview other people so it's kind of fun to be on the other side and I have to say you're such a good interviewer like you have great questions and I feel like (laughs) I wish people could see me because I am nine months pregnant so casual I keep like adjusting low-key burping like oh yeah (laughs) that's how it should be though you should be comfortable I'm just like this just blob of a human growing another human so thank you I I really appreciate that no truly oh you want to be comfortable but yeah you're killing it but um yeah you can find me I guess my personal is sandwiches with two a's and two m's um I post (laughs) (laughs) it used to be something way worse we're not gonna say it (laughs) we're not gonna say it (laughs) um and you can find sauce at sauce creative agency on instagram and tiktok and then our podcast is the social sauce the social sauce that's right yes Okay. Well, thank you, Sam. And let's do this again. Yeah, this was fun. And happy Halloween. Yes. Happy Halloween. It's almost time. Whoa. Here for it. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. 